Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, this Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host Marshall and with me, as always, is my co-host Will. Say what's up, dude, while I check to make sure people can actually hear us. Happy Labor Day! Yep, no one can hear us. Uh, weird. It's because you screwed up the uh, the settings, didn't you? Yep. Here we are. Well, the problem was is that I unplugged everything to redo my batteries, and here we are. But anyway, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking, Brosif? Today, thank you to John Skeen, I am drinking our Race Day Lager yeah. from the Daredevil Brewing Company. Yeah, it's a good one. If you like lagers. I'm not the I biggest do. lager fan, but you like them. No, yeah, I mean, they're they're a good, I mean, they're the American yeah. basis beer. I mean, uh, Coors and Bud and Miller, those are all lagers. Yeah. So, you well, know, it's a, it's a good basic beer. And, and Heineken as well. Is not bad, but and it's a 5.2% lager at that. Yeah. Well, at least it's got a little kick. I'm not the biggest fan of most lagers because it's like, especially if you're talking Budweiser or something, it's like, ugh, it's like 3%. What's the point? <laughs> you're, anyway. You're 3%. <laughs> Indeed, I am, technically. Well, mm, weird. All right, so <laughs> I am drinking uh, from Bear Republic Brewing Company, uh, about two hours south of us in Healdsburg, uh, and it's the Apex Special IPA. This is from the same people that do Racer 5 and some of the other IPAs that I love. Right, yeah, of course. Um, and Racer X and half the other beers that and I've Speed featured Racer on the show. And Speed Racer is a anime show. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just throwing it out there. Anyway, before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. And we're on iTunes, Stitch Rating, Google Play. So when you see us on those things, uh, share us. Tell your friends. Share us and like us and stuff. Positive ratings are better, too. We've been stuck at, um, I don't want to say the number, but we've been stuck at a specific number on iTunes for shit, almost a year. Wow. I'd say like the same number for a year. So if you're listening to this and you actually somewhat sort of like what you've heard, just give me 10 seconds of your day. Pop over to old YouTube, YouTube, iTunes, iTunes, and uh, give us a, give us, I mean, five stars is ideal. Five is ideal. But I mean, and if you're listening to us live, that means mean you like us. <laughs> well, there's only one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it is Labor Day, to be fair. We're recording on Labor Day. It's Monday. In the middle of the day. It's In the prime, middle of the day. Prime barbecue time. Yeah, we... Um, oh, well, I took the kids to the old uh, parade today. You did? Small I, town I parade. went to a roundtable buffet because mm. it's, uh, you know, day off during the week. And I was I said, there's probably go. nobody there. No, it's actually... There's people watching soccer matches because there's a lot of oh. uh, World Cup qualifying matches today. The footy? The footy. Le football. Football. Uh, oh, you're in your sports ball. Okay, so we do have the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a SWOTOR fan, we're going to talk SWOTOR for a bit. Then we'll jump to Star Wars and jump to pop culture like we always do. So if you're in the chat room, if there's any audio issues or anything like that, please let us know. But we're going to get right to it. And uh, thanks for everybody who is in the chat room. And if you, you know, say things, we'll say things back. That's yeah, how it we works. will. I mean, that's quite literally how it works. Literally. Literally. Moving on. <sighs> One job. 
You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. Um, your inappropriate stuff aside, this beer is freaking good. <laughs> All right, give me a taste. It's delicious. You'll love it. Anyway, let's start off. I have a lot of community things I want to uh, talk about this week. Uh, okay, Will's not happy about the beer, but that's fine. Uh, at the top of the show, if you're looking at the live stream, we have a graphic up on the right-hand side of your screen. And that is, obviously, we are in the wake uh, of Poor choice of bad words. choice of words. Damn it. Aftermath. <sighs> Aftermath. Thank you. Of, uh, of the Houston, of basically Hurricane Harvey. Um, and it devastated Houston and uh, a lot of flooding and families losing their homes. And yeah, last year it's, it's like 13 and a half billion dollars in damage. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, it's more destructive than Katrina, more destructive than Sandy. Yeah. Um, all the, all the ones from the, I want to say sixties and eighties in Florida. Right. They had 50 inches of rain. Yeah, that's over the over a weekend. That's I mean, insane. And obviously, you can go on the internet and see, excuse me, countless videos of of the devastation and that kind of thing. Thirty percent of Harris County is still underwater. Wow. So, um, obviously, uh, my poor choice. My poor choice of words aside, um, as Swotor community members, we uh, last Wednesday tried to get together and do a stream for. Uh, we call, uh, for Houston. Uh, we called it Houston Strong Swotor Community Relief Effort. And, um, with a graphic on the right hand side of your screen has all of the ways you can text money in. Um, there's even an animal shelter one as well to help the animals in the, in, in that are having the problems as well. But obviously this is a, a massive thing. So, uh, that particular day was what, f- five o'clock in the evening, our time. Uh, Twitch was down. <laughs> yeah. Twitch, the servers just went down. It, and it was kind of frustrating because I made all these arrangements because I had my kids during the day. I can never get online and play at five o'clock. No. And it was one of those things where I made it all happen and then Twitch was down. So we rescheduled for this coming Wednesday. By the time you hear this, I'll either get this show out Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and so definitely join us. We'll, I'll be streaming, um, Sakari. Uh, there's a bunch of people, uh, streaming. Um, a lot of the Swotor influencers is influencer driven. Uh, we'll be there. Um, Jesse and Max from, uh, uh, Swotor Escape podcast. Nice. And a lot of people are, and Brian from Bad Feeling. And a lot of guys are going to be there. Um, some of them even transfer tunes over to be on the Harbinger to, oh, wow. to run That's with cool. us. So, and Mox and JT and all those guys. So definitely check it out. Um, we'll be doing at least one operation, uh, is the plan. And, uh, mm-hmm. we'll kind of see where the night takes us. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, it's it's got to be really cool, but at the same time, this is just one of the ways that you can help. And if you can help, uh, definitely do that. So, yeah, and I actually I, I can't see your graphic clear enough to see what what charities you have up on there. But if it's not up there, I highly recommend also going to HoustonFoodBank.org. Okay. Um, because uh, you know, natural disasters tend to disproportionately affect poor people, right? And those are people that already have a relationship with the food banks, and they're really going to be in need. So yeah. please well, help them out. I have uh, Salvation Army, Red Cross, uh, Humane Society, and uh, Global Giving uh, up there on the graphic. But uh, yeah, definitely do that. Cool. Um, so uh, all that aside, um, some other community people doing awesome things is the council. I finally listened to the council. How was it? Um, they have four episodes out. I love it. It's Redna, Magic Ace, 
uh, Zakari and our friend Elise. And it's, it's talk show format. I haven't watched them live, like on Twitch, but, uh, I listen to the podcast format and I just, I love it. It's, it's, um, four people that talk very matter of factly about Sotor things. And it's, it's really good. Um, they, they don't, put it, they don't hide the BS. No, they don't. And, and I really enjoy that about the show. And the, their, I think it was their last episode or the one before, uh, either episode three or four, they put up an in- influencer straw poll about, uh, about, what people thought about the influencer program and right. um, definitely worth a listen. It's, in, it's, it's skewed differently than you think. Uh, really? But the straw poll is actually, actually you can see it if you pop this open. Um, I'll show you right now. So it's, how do you feel about the influencer program? Um, it's, I think it's being abused is 21%. I love Bioware partnering with the community in this way is 20%. Um, I don't know or care what it is. It's 19%. And then it kind of goes down from there. So those are the top three. So it's, a, it's, a, they had a really interesting conversation about it. So definitely check it out. Definitely. Uh, Krillin Run Radio, our friends, Mox and JT, um, actually got to interview Eric Musco in their latest episode. Awesome. And definitely check that out. I listened to that earlier today. Um, it's a great interview. Uh, Musco is really good on the mic. Obviously, he comes from a podcasting background, but at the same time, it's nice to be able to hear his, um, very matter of fact, uh, way of not saying things sometimes. And <laughs> he's really good at it, but at the same time, he's like, look, um, one of the things I thought was cool is I don't know if you are like me, but you do a lot of heroics to get uh, CXP and we'll talk yes. more about that later. Uh, but he had literally said, email Carillion Run Radio to pass along an email to them about the heroics you want the spawn timers and stuff like that changed on. So like there are some issues with some heroics. There's a couple that are really short to do, but you have to wait five minutes for the guy to spawn. And right. that's kind of broken. So yeah. Okay. Honestly, stuff like that. It was okay. I, nice. I'm not usually a, a pouncer, um, but uh, I, pouncer? you know, somebody that, that mm, there's pouncer, there's people waiting for a boss to respawn. Yeah. But, oh, I see what you're saying. But they, it's not like they're lined up in a queue. So when you get there, if you, the first thing I do when I get there is I invite people to a group because if they right. have room in the group, then da, 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 right. But if not, you know, it's not my fault that people don't use their tools. Agreed. Right. So yeah. what I do is like, I'm a sniper. So I use my AOE of, uh, yeah, of, um, orbital strike. No, um, like suppressing fire. Oh basically. yeah, yeah, something like that. Because that one has zero respawn time. Okay, or so zero. you just spawn. You can spawn. Yeah, it. so I just mm-hmm. click it over and over again, and you know, half the time I'm the first one to hit them. Right. So of course I get the the I pull the the threat. I'm sure people love that about you. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, it's 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 on drum and cost, First of all, so come on. Yeah, no, I got you. But it's that one where you go into the 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 temple and mm-hmm. you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And but it's not my. I mean, I see other snipers in there. I'm like, why aren't you guys doing this? Well, and I I came up against that problem, and we'll talk about that uh, when we talk about the s- specific uh, um, heroics that we're talking about. But uh, or daily areas, I guess you say. But there was somebody doing or- spamming orbital strike for the same reason because it, it's something that is constantly raining down. So you're going to get the thing off the bat. So you know, there's a lot of ways to do it or just join a group and everybody be done. Well, that's, that's the, what, that's why I said the first thing I do is I go in there and if there's like five people in there, I, I hit them all and I'm like, Hey, but you know, if there's five people in there, that means they're obviously not all in one group. No, no. Yeah. And if you get turned down, it's your own fault. Yeah. I'm with I you. I'm like, come on. I purposely tried to invite you to a group first so you could get it with me, but nope. Well, yeah. So that's the only thing I do, but 
No, but and, and and that's why I like the conversation they had because um if if heroics are going to be a way to get CXP, it there are specifically some that take literally a minute. Like yeah. 90 seconds probably. That one takes, you know, such a short amount. If of time. there's if the boss is up right. and and there's no one else there. So, um but anyway, man, speaking of, uh did you do anything in game this week? Uh, I honestly have not. Um I've been doing a lot of work in my RV, so um, I haven't even had a chance to download the latest patch, okay. the, the 5.4. Um, but I, uh, I'm going to try to download that tonight and, uh, I want to try to, um, play some in the next couple of days. Yeah, no, it's, um, and I'll talk more about the, some of the bugs and stuff here in a minute, but, um, mostly what I've been doing in the in game this week, well, actually encompassing last week because we didn't record on Wednesday because of the Twitch download, right. the Twitch down, um, so we did uh, Temple of Sacrifice, which was the first time for our What's an Ops group, and that was a lot oh, of fun. Oh, yeah, that's the one on uh, Yavin, right? Yeah, it was great. Um, one of the things I wanted to put out there, and I'm going to stop referring to uh, What's an Ops group uh, gotcha. as as the acronym um, going forward, because it's something I've been, I, I uh, to use your word, tangentially aware of, is that uh, um, obviously the acronym WOG is a derogatory term in like the UK and Australia and stuff like that. And, and I don't want to rub people the wrong way. So we're just right. going to call it what's an ops group and, and, and leave it at that. So, um, last week we did, uh, um, Temple of Sacrifice, a lot of fun. We didn't get it done, obviously, right. but it was, it was hard, but, but we got through it first couple bosses and, and I think it was a good run. Um, and then we did EV this past Friday, which was actually pretty funny. I don't know if I had too much to drink or what was going on, but <laughs> did the elevator boss? Get oh involved? my god, no! It was the platform bosses. Oh my god, people were falling off. We couldn't knock it back. Everybody had done it before countless times, and it was just like, well, healer's dead. Well, I'm dead, and it was just like we just kept dying. It was so bad, but we finally got through it, uh, and that was the thing. But and the other thing we tried to do, obviously, I said was the Houston Strong. Um, didn't come through. Right. But we'll be doing that this Wednesday. I also have a link in the show notes, uh, talking about the Houston, uh, raising money. Uh, Mox put together some really cool looking t-shirts. They are very cool. Um, and that's another way to, uh, give money, uh, to Houston. So I think that's important. Absolutely. So, God, I'm really afraid of this next hurricane. <laughs> There's another one coming. Yeah. It was an Irma. Yeah. I don't, I, it's, they're not sure. Is it going to hit? Where's it going to hit yet? I haven't heard. No. Anyway. Anyway, at the time of this recording, uh, hopefully there's not another fundraiser we have to do because I just, I don't know, man. It's, I feel like Mother Earth's fighting us back. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the news. Um, so, uh, obviously people were posting in the forums because, uh, Bioware is based out of Austin. Right. Not, not really close to, to Houston, but. No, I no, mean, it's there. But, you know, it's in Texas. So people were like, hopefully everybody's safe. And yeah, obviously there are some. Uh, people being affected, but for the most part, it sounds like, uh, the Austin offices and, and most people that work there weren't as affected as, good, as some good, others, good, which good. is good. Um, there was some problems logging in. Um, as yeah, I saw this on, tw- on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me open this one up because I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was, this was on the 29th. A quick note for those of you who are already in game, you might see cartel coins listed as zero and it's a login issue. Your coins are fine. The balance will show uh, properly once we resolve the issue. Um, so there's that. Also, the bigger, the bigger, uh, there's a couple bigger ones I'll get to in a minute, but, uh, something they didn't put in the patch notes, which is becoming a problem. Uh, well, this one might have been the patch notes, but long and the short of it is they did not raise the stronghold cap. 
So you can't actually have all six. Right. Well, didn't they always have a cap of one less than what the number was? Well, they had it as four for a while, and then they went to five. And this affected conquests negatively because before you had to have four, and that was 100% if you had them all decked out, right? And then when they put the fifth one, then they then it went to 125. So now they kept it at 125, but you can't you can't have six strongholds. You have to have you have to get rid of one. Uh-huh. So it's 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 so basically what he says: the idea of place chairs in every hook for your bonus is not a great experience. We like uh, to allow you to have the strongholds you want and decorate them where you want without negative impact on conquest. So right now those things are integral in integrally integrally tied together. So we may increase the stronghold cap in the future, but first we want to address some of the issues related to conquest. So, and as we talked about last week, there's some issues with conquest anyway. So, right. Anyway, sorry, I'm a are there really people today. that just put hook chairs yeah. on every hook? Yeah, you just put chairs and everything to get your conquest bonus. That's what everybody does. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't either, but <laughs> I just don't. I mean, my my. Uh... Yeah, my um, my non stronghold is the one that's decked out the most, and it's at like forty percent. Yeah, no, I have um, my drum and cost one's pretty decked out. No, and my um, Narshada, my Narshada. Yeah, I remember your Narshada one. one's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty out. good looking, dude. All right, this is my favorite issue of the week. <laughs> it's a weird sense, but this is my favorite issue of the week. So five point four. Okay. Uh, this is Eric Musco. He says, when we released a, a game update 5.4 last week, we also introduced a bug, which may, which many of you have already noticed. The daily missions for Zerka, Oricon, Black Hole, Yavin 4, Zyost, and Section X, and Iocath are rewarding substantially more CXP than intended. Um, instead of giving 75 CXP for mission, they're actually awarding 1,125. Uh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot of CXP. Probably a little more than you would like to get is what they said, which obviously we all want more, right? Uh, for that reason, it was our intent that we would address this bug in tomorrow's patch, uh, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, well, the gods of Iocast were the only ones strong enough to overcome it. So after tomorrow's patch, the Iocath days will be back to the appropriate CXP, but the other six daily areas will still be bugged, which means they're giving you crazy CXP, and it's during double CXP. Right, so you're really getting 22 or 23. Yeah, you're getting like, yeah, like 20, almost 2400 CXP permission. It's insane. I'm finally at tier three, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, I'm so I did like, like five level missions. 37. <laughs> I did like five missions. It's great. You'll get them so fast, dude. Like, All do right. like five. I might, okay, I might play tonight. Five heroics and you'll be done. Uh, or five dailies. Um, so until they're fixed next week, enjoy them. We tried to fix the bug. Um, but it didn't want to be fixed, and I'll get to more of that in a little bit. And that was on the 30th. Today so is they, the 4th. They're, they're classifying this as a bug and not an exploit. Yes. Okay, it's good. okay to do it. Um, it's not an exploit. Now, speaking of uh, <laughs> the fun of of the patch, so five game update 5.4a. Uh, yes. Well, they launched it, and then they had to bring the servers back down again. Oh, jeez. It was a mess. It was down for like eight hours. Holy crap. And so let me get to exactly. So what they were going to fix was the IOCath dailies, uh, Umbaro Strong, the Umbaro stronghold exploit, which we didn't talk about, which was what people were doing. And this is so, so shady. Um, because of the way they're doing the, um, the Umbaro, basically you have to do the flashpoint enough times to get enough tokens, right? Right. And it unlocks a separate room where you have access to these vendors, right? What okay. people were doing was getting access to the vendors and then doing a guild summons oh. and getting people in there. And so that was an exploit. And people were, and basically they're saying not to do it. And even in, 
the latest patch issue, which I'll get to in a second, um, I don't think they fixed it. So don't do it. Uh, that aside, they were trying to fix some other little bugs and stuff, but one thing led to another and everything broke and they took the servers down for a long time. So what happened? Why wasn't this tested? So the long and the short of it is there are a lot of issues. Um, something slipped through. Um, although they do test stuff, some things can't be avoided once it goes live, that kind of thing. So there wasn't supposed to be a rollback. I still don't know if there was a rollback, but, um, obviously people were super pissed that they lost their game time today and blah, blah, blah. And oh my God, everybody's so salty. Okay. This happens. It's software. It you does. know, you know, it's not perfect. And it's just like for me, like, I mean, I wasn't affected because I was at work, but I get that if that's your usual gaming time and you're upset, it's like us trying to stream the uh the Houston Strong yeah, event fuck, and yeah. and Twitch is down. What are we gonna do? There's you know, nothing you can and do. there's nothing we can do. None of us are salty about it. We reschedule it and, and deal with it. So, and I get like I think the biggest uh issue was that it was the double CXP thing going on. Yeah, they didn't want to lose that yeah. CXP, and people were upset, and I get it. And um, one of the things that Eric did is he likes to keep people posted in the forums, and he put some codes in there. You know, for people to grab and right. like everybody was pissed. They were insulted. They put the codes in there. Like you're just giving us these codes instead of giving us the game. And like uh, they were damned if they do, damned if they didn't. And it was just one of those things. And um I was frustrated looking at it. So I just went back to work. <laughs> I think people just need to pull the sticks out of their ass. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there's there's definitely sticks happening.H-hmm. Um So definitely don't do the Embara, uh exploit. Uh, the servers are up now and, uh, everything's good to go. So get your CXP and, and, and live the life. You so, know? so when did this 5.48 outage happen? Uh, this was, it was supposed to go, was it Tuesday? Wait, what day is it? Today's Monday. Today's Monday. This was, that's a good question, actually. When was this? I mean, it doesn't affect us now. It was the 31st. So yeah. Okay, so it was Tuesday. Yeah. Or uh, Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. That's right. Because they were trying to fix the exploit is what happened. Right. And so after the patch finally went live, they tried to get back and do that and and that's what happened. So Okay, cool. So people were down without their game, but ooh, good. <laughs> anyway. So oh, you know, I I told you this off mic, but I kind of want to mention for those of you who do follow my Wi-Fi woes, Last night, I lost my Wi-Fi for a few hours, and so I was like, you know, screw it. I just created a hotspot with my iPhone, because I've got unlimited data on my phone right now. Nice. And uh, um, and it was twice as fast as my normal <laughs> Wi-Fi is, and that's, and, that's, you, what, and that's going through a cell signal. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I don't always have – I usually don't have my Wi-Fi on on my phone, uh, mostly because of work, because it blocks a lot of stuff, but um, it's pretty fast here, honestly. Yeah, I do. I, I keep it on at work, too specifically because that's where I download all my um all my app updates and all my podcasts and stuff because they're all over 100 meg. Right, and, right, right. Yeah, so cool man. So, um my suggestion um uh, before the CXP runs out, which I think the next patch um I think they're going to do downtime on Wednesday. Um so we have a couple days. Cool. To, uh, to well, use I plan that. on doing it to uh tonight. Yeah. I'm going to probably edit this show tonight and uh do that while that's happening. So, here we go. All right, man. Shall we get to uh, Star Wars The Old Republic? Just kidding. Star Wars in general? Yes. Let's do it. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Thank you. 
you're seeing I added a bunch of stuff, huh? <laughs> that well, I did. Mostly it's merchandise stuff that we won't talk too much about. But uh, I have a couple discussion topics this week. And uh, more Star Wars than I kind of thought, actually. Um, so let's there's just talk just about... Like, there's lots of little things. Yeah, so new uh, Last Jedi Images features Kylo Ren and Snoke. You saw this one? I did not. Oh. Uh, I, I purposely kind of like not... I haven't wanted to look at the images. Right. Because like there's this whole hellabaloo about... Uh, uh, Skywalker wearing black and, and right. like, I honestly don't really want to look at people's outfits because I don't want to get you know like fed information. Right, but this image is kind of actually kind of cool. <laughs> you got Snoke in the background, you got two of the Praetorian guards, and then you have uh, Kylo Ren with the helmet off. All right, that's pretty cool. It's uh, looking very King Arthurish. Yeah, it's 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 pretty darn cool. Um, so I like that. And then um, uh, Rebels actor Vanessa Marshall on possible live action appearance now. Well, this I thought was interesting. She does the voice of Ahsoka Tano. No. No, no, that's... um, That's... uh, What's her face? Uh, She does the voice... Uh, Vanessa Marshall does the voice for... Hera? Uh, Hera. And and so because of that moment in, in Rogue, Rogue One, One... Where you see the ghost. There's like some inkling of that happening. So she says, fantastic. I almost started crying. I had to remember I was in a public place and had to contain myself, uh, Marshall said. I thought I was losing my mind and started asking, did, they, did that really just happen? I went to see it a million times and every time I was just blown away. It's good to know that she still exists at that point. So it's a good thing. But also being such a huge fan of Star Wars film, uh, every Star Wars film that's been released... Having a character I've played in an animated series be mentioned, it was really rewarding. So uh, she was further asked if... Because uh, she could definitely pop up in Han Solo. Why, right. So she says, um, so when asked if there's a possibility to, to, for her to play Hera in a live-action capacity um, in a Star Wars movie, uh, she, of course, remained positive. She said, of course, who knows? Uh, if she can serve the, nar- the narrative, it would be awesome. Um, it would be great to see her on the film, and it was incredible to uh, see Saw Gerrera come to life. So she talked about that, right. um, and she continues to talk about that in the Clone Wars and stuff. But um, yeah, so I was just curious what you think, dude. Um, what I think the possibility it, is. I think it'd be really cool. I think the window is closing. Hey, Raz. Um, because um... <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yes, your rotation is known. <laughs> That's funny. Um, because, you know, they're doing the Han Solo movie. I mean, how many more movies are they going to do in that little time frame? And that's really the only thing where they can do anything to do with Rebels. So you think, um, it'd be interesting to see, um, her show up in Han Solo. I don't think it's going to happen. No, because they would have, I mean, they, they just cast somebody new last week, but it's, mm-hmm. I mean, minor characters. Right, right. It's, it's, it's really too late. Plus somebody with her, it's much more intrigued with makeup. Right, because you're dealing with a Twi'lek, so right. it's much different. True, but I like I like this, and I, and and it was really cool to hear that happening in the film and be like, you know what, that's that's it's well, with Kevin Smith say that's a deep cut. It's almost like something obscure. Like if you watched Rebels, you would get it. If yes. you didn't, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You know what I mean? And I think that's important um, to bring something that is so popular in canon, but also I thought this was really interesting. Mark Hamill uh, was interviewed recently and i'm not sure where this was from i was just reading the quotes um oh interview with abc news he says uh after 30 years hamill's hesitant to return to the role of luke skywalker someone um who has become a legend both canon and the uh fans of the saga and a thing that felt maybe wrong about coming back was the fact that the original trilogy had a beginning middle and end this is hamill saying to abc news um but there's two ways of looking at that on one hand it had closure uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, but if you look at it another way, it's the story of how Luke went from becoming a farm boy to a Jedi 
And then the story ends, Hamill said. It would be like telling a story of how James Bond got his license to kill and becoming 007 and the story ends. Yeah. Which I like that comparison It's a, a very lot. good, very good. Uh, and Hamill's good at this kind of stuff. Um, yes. Well, plus you also have to remember it is ABC News, so it's owned by Disney. Absolutely. So I don't want to say it's a fluff piece, but. It is. Coming into it, you know, he knew what the questions were going to be. Right. And so it's not like you're caught off guard. And he also was asked um, about coming back to the films. He says, when they asked me to come back, it was scary. Um, I thought, gee, uh, it was hard to catch lightning in a ball the first time. I don't know if it's such a wise idea, which I, I like that little soundbite too. Um, but then he says, when we left, um, even if we were going to do a third trilogy, it wouldn't have anything to do with us. George never said, you're going to do three more. Um, he did mention maybe coming back and doing a cameo and, and handling Excal- handing Excalibur to the ne- next young hope, which I like that quote too. Yeah. Um, and this is back when we were doing the first one. And I thought, what is this supposed to be? He also goes on to say, Luke changed, I think, more than the other characters in the original trilogy, from Callow Farm Boy to uh, Jedi in Training to finally Jedi Master. And what you're talking about is what really fascinated me. Um, and that's between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So uh, I don't know. A uh, fluff piece, yes. But at the same time, it's kind of interesting yeah. because I have another follow-up to this. In a yeah, bit. well, it's definitely a fluff piece. But the really interesting thing is, is like he's really starting to talk about the motivations of the character and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it's for all the, the stuff that we've gotten back into Star Wars over the last couple of years, we have no concept of, of Luke yet because right. he's, still, he's only had like 30 seconds of screen time. Right. We and won't know the, the repercussions of all the decisions outside of his universe until we get to him. Yeah. And one of the things I didn't put in here, there was some uh, another little fluff piece about how he felt about being snubbed, quote unquote, in, in episode seven, which because he kind of did. He had no lines. Uh, he was talked about and only right. seen in the last, what, minute? Yeah. Minute and a half? Um, I think he's still standing on that mountain waiting for the yeah, for right? to hand him the, the lightsaber. <laughs> and Raz, you're right. If they did a live action Hera, they probably have to do uh, dub her over maybe. It depends on how they did the, uh, um, the makeup. The makeup. But uh, if they left her mouth alone a little bit maybe. But it would be tough to do a Twi'lek, I think. Because um, Homeboy uh, for Return of the Jedi. Bib Fortuna? Bib Fortuna, yeah. He... Um, his mouth was all weird, but he was also speaking Hatties too. So yeah, he was speaking Hatties. Plus, it was nineteen eighty three. Well, I mean, throw the year at me. Bite it. <laughs> all right, man. So let's see what else we got. Uh, let's get to the last Jedi stuff because I do have another uh, um, Mark Hamill thing here in just a second that has to do with Carrie Fisher. But um, as usual, you have a chance to win. Uh, and <laughs> could you imagine? I couldn't imagine this, but you can win a chance. Well, enter to win a chance to. Uh, do the world premiere of uh, The Last Jedi. And I'm guessing this is through Omaze again. This isn't Omaze, actually. This is something else. But the funny thing is, is they had a they had a, a drawing for a walk-on role for right. for Force Awakens. I thought it'd be Omaze, too. But this is actually through um, StarWars.com. And it has to do with Force Friday 2, uh, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't see it have to do with Omaze. This is actually just a straight-up deal. Oh, so it's just a, a straight sweepstakes yeah. instead of a donation sweepstakes. Yeah, so do it. You don't have to pay money. Just enter to win. Enter to win. Yeah. So uh, next one, dude. Yeah. So the I, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's now past it because it ran from the first to the third um, because I put this on for us talking about it on Thursday. Right. But it was uh, the Find the Force uh, app was uh, something new that came up with for uh, Force Friday 2 where it was an AR experience where on the Star Wars app, you opened up the Find the Force AR section and you would go into stores or you go online and you would scan images oh and, really and and they would come to life 
And if you scanned all 15 of them or whatever, you would earn something. Wow. Okay. So it's and that of, has to do with Force Friday. Yeah, it was nice. Force Friday. It ran from the 1st to the 3rd, so right. it ended yesterday. Um, they might have extended it. I don't know. But uh, it's on your Star Wars app. So if you're listening to this show, you probably already have the Star Wars app. Right. Just open it up, and it's right there on front. Yeah, go check it out. Um, and we'll talk more about, excuse me, Force Friday when we get to merchandise here in a sec. So, Oh, and well, the reason why I put this into The Last Jedi is because all the images were new images for The Last Jedi. Oh, nice. So you would unlock um, images of new characters and stuff like that. Very cool. Um, so going back to Mark Hamill really quickly, um, this is, uh, he was asked about going back to Star Wars, uh, well, basically going back to Star Wars without Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Um, and I guess I shouldn't have had this under Last Jedi, but, um, anyway, long and short of it, it said, um, it is different. She was irreplaceable. There can never be a proper reunion anymore. It's tragic. Um, and this is, he's talking to the Vancouver Sun and he said, I hate that it adds an air of melancholy to the film because it doesn't deserve it. I know for a fact she would obviously want us to be having fun. Um, and she was all about laughter and enjoying the moment. So, um, that kind of, that kind of got me a little bit. Um, what do you think? I mean, I understand what he means, but what do you think about, um, before I get to this next line about him saying, uh, a proper union? Well, it's kind of like if, for those of us who have been fans of the, the EU now legends for the longest time, it's kind of like the first stuff that started coming out after Chewbacca died. Right. Because, um, you know, no matter what book you read, you know, things will get mentioned and, you know, there are Star Wars tropes as we're going to hear in the, and there's things you expect to see. And now they're you know, like, we just know that Leia will not show up on camera. Right. And, this. and that's, and that's the, that's the hard part too. And, and any conventions or anything else, exactly. it's not like you can bring out the big three anymore. Obviously you've already. Um, killed Han Solo. Right. Um, and then now Luke's the only one left. Really. Uh, besides yeah. Lando and other, you know what I mean? Right. But, um. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, this isn't the first, you know, main actor we've lost because we lost Peter Cushing. Right. You know, who played Tarkin and, and, but they were smaller side roles. Right. This is the first of the big three to actually die. Exactly. Um, and yeah, Raz, I have something in the, in the notes for that. Don't worry. <laughs> we're going to get there. Um, and so one of the things he says, I think the send off is really cool. This is the Hollywood reporter. And he says, um, he was asked about how Carrie Fisher's, um, sending off of Carrie Fisher was handled. He said, um, this is Boyega talking actually. He says, I think the send off is really cool. Even before she passed away, I'd seen her in scenes and been like, this is really cool for both Carrie and Mark, who are the last, uh, two original leads, which is what we were just talking about. Yes. So, um, I'm, I, I think I'm going to be an absolute mess. Oh, you're going to be a wreck. <laughs> when I watch episode, um, uh, eight, I'm going to be a mess. Uh, and so he says, writer director, uh, Ryan Johnson explained to Good Morning America earlier this year that the film emotionally gives some kind of catharsis, uh, gives some kind of emotional satisfaction. I think so. I know for me it does. Dude, when a lot, I think most of us are going to be crying the whole time. You know, it's funny. I already mentioned forgetting Sarah Marshall earlier, and there's this other scene where uh, he gets woken up in his hotel room, and he's got tissues all around him, and the big Hawaiian dude says, are those happy tissues or sad <laughs> tissues? And for episode eight, I think I might have to bring a whole pack for you because you're going to have both oh, happy and sad. I'm going to be a mess. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Whew, I'm already I'm already thinking about it. Okay, I, I got to stop. Um, I might skip this one, too. Well. This one I thought was interesting because um, this was essentially Ryan Johnson saying, uh, talking about The Last Jedi. And he says, it's not going to include this one particular Star Wars trope. And um, do you remember what it has to do with? 
actually, I haven't read this article, but the but what it's reminding me of is like this whole next generation of Star Wars or tours uh-huh. um, are really trying to make it their own because you got to remember with like, Gareth Edwards when he was doing Rogue One, he didn't include the the, the crawl. Oh yeah, Ex- exactly. Yeah. That's a that's a standard Star Wars trope. So this article was not what I thought it was going to be about because I think the picture was misleading. Okay, because the picture had like I thought they were going to talk about like revealing. Um, Ray's parents because it had like Vader talking to Luke and like you know this thing so this says Ryan Johnson who's directing the film recently took to Twitter to reveal The Last Jedi will only have a dozen wipe transitions that is a very basic Star Wars a technique that has been used in virtually every Star Wars film aside from last year's Rogue One and uh and so the tweets are funny says the most wipe transitions in a Star Wars movie was episode one with 55 Okay. Okay. To, to my eternal shame, the last Jedi is bringing up the rear with a measly twelve. <laughs> to to kind of interject here, so I I made a student film um, that had absolutely nothing to do with Star Wars, right? But it was an homage. So like the intro, I actually did the crawl with the nice. with the Fox fanfare, and I put wipes in there purposely, and they were like they were like uh, match cut wipes too. So like nice, very much like what you see in like because you'll see a a wipe going from bottom to the top as a Door sliding up or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like well, that. Well, for me, it was a doctor coming into a room, and as the door opened, it was a wipe <laughs> of him coming in, and it's pretty funny. Oh, that's funny. Oh, Raz, that's awesome. You got to meet Carrie Fisher. That's that's amazing. I, I wish I had been able to do that. Oh man, something again. One of those things you'll never be able to do. But uh, so there was a poll. I guess Ryan Johnson put up. He said, "Just off the top of your head, which movie would you guess had the most wipe transitions?" And, uh, 44% thought it was Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> um, and Empire Strikes Back, uh, had the most of the three films listed with 42. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's wipes everywhere. Yeah. Lucas loves wipes. He likes to wipe. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Uh, so this, I almost didn't put this in here, but. Holy crap, dude. I haven't looked at it yet, so open it up. What we're talking about is we've got the first look of what Snoke's Star Destroyer looks like. It's, and I think, I honestly think this is a picture. This picture, I think, is from, is this Galaxy of Heroes or this from the website? Oh, I bet this is from StarWars.com. I thought this might be from Galaxy of Heroes, but the interface is wrong. Um, So, okay. The ship is called the Supremacy. And it's diamond-shaped. It's shaped like... Um, almost like a bomber, like a, yeah, like a stealth, stealth bomber. bomber. The massive ship is 60 kilometers in length. That's, does it give comparison to what, uh, um, Vader's that's 37 miles? Yeah. Well, Vader's ship was what the Vindicator? Uh, or... I think, uh, was it Vindicator? I know it started with a V. We should know that. You, I'll, I'll, look I'll, it up I'll really cut quick. that out. Yep. But, um, what oh is... I'm not going to cut that out. Who am I kidding? Oh, Raz says it was 20 kilometers. The Vindicator is 20 kilometers? Was it the Vindicator? I think it was the Vindicator. Okay, so anyways, um, that's massive. No, it was an Executor class, I think, is what it was called. But I think the ship's name was Vindicator. No, it was the Executor. Oh, it was the Executor. Oh, Raz is the winner. Oh, yeah, it was called the Executor, but it was also an Executor class Star Dreadnought. Oh, I think that's stupid. That's redundant. And it was uh, 1,900 uh, meters, so 190. No, that's not right. He says 20 kilometers. Anyway. 19 kilometers. Yeah. This ship is ridiculous. So Snoke, could you imagine? It's huge. It's so crazy. Uh, I love it. I can't wait to see it in action. I just I just want to see other ships next to it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, right? Because you you <laughs> see those those memes that that shows it. Oh, it's a okay. I'm looking at the Wikipedia now. Yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah. So the Supremacy. It's a mega class star destroyer. Jesus. Sixty kilometers long, and that's bigger than a super star destroyer, which yeah. is what Vader's was. No, that was an executor class. But didn't they call it super star destroyer? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, <laughs> I don't um, even know how you. I mean, without teleportation, how would you even get from one side to another? That's what I'm it's talking. Gotta about. have high speed tube. Jetson, uh, Jetson style tubes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but also one of the crew members is BB nine E. Oh yeah, Have you seen BB nine E? I, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, guys. So let's move on. Darth Vader is rumored to appear in the Last Jedi as well, but not. I don't think in person. I think the the story is kind of annoying um, in that it makes it sound like he's going to show up, but he's going to be talked about a lot. Oh yeah, you're going to have to. But I I think it's interesting, um, and I don't think we have to actually see him. But I think it's interesting uh, because of the relationship uh, that Kylo Ren has with his grandfather. I think um, not only mentioning him, but solidifying that storyline is important. Exactly. Especially since they're going to be going in back in time a little bit. Talk about the Knights of Ren and how he you know, fought Luke and stuff. Um, they're going to have to talk about how he became fascinated with Vader. Right. Or, I mean... Do you think, and this is what I find really actually interesting, and I just thought about this right now. Do you think he was raised knowing who his father or who his grandfather was? Like, yeah, do, I don't, you, do you think Leia and Han just said, yep, yeah, by the way, your grandfather was this terrible person and he killed lots of people. Well, he was redeemed at the end, but, but well, it's all they good. probably said that he was Anakin Skywalker. Right. And. You know, not everybody knew that Anakin was Vader, even at the end of Jedi. Right. So maybe he just found out that Anakin was Vader, but and he had been drawn to the dark side. Or, you know, as far as we know, maybe Snoke is coming to him in visions, or maybe right. Vader's coming to him in visions. Well, there's this idea, too, that's that I've been hearing about, is that uh, Snoke was kind of there from the beginning, manipulating him okay. as, he was a, as, a, as he was a kid. Think about this. You know, Ben Solo is born to, you know, uh, Leia and Han, two of the more, obviously Leia is a Skywalker. Right. And you have that dynamic. So obviously any, any massive force user would be privy to that and be like, okay, how can I manipulate that? Very much exactly. in the way Palpatine did with Vader. Yes. So, I mean, I just think it's a weird conversation to have. Like if you're Leia and like, oh, by the way, your grandfather, um, although, you know, he was Vader. He was also Anakin, and try to explain that. I just think that's a weird. Well, I don't. Think it's almost you say, one of those things you try to not say to your kids. Well, I know. It, it's, it, I don't think you say, "Well, your grandfather was Vader," but he was also. You say, "Your grandfather was Anakin," right? And as they grow up, you can say, "Well, he also was a bad guy." But then you're doing the same thing that that uh, Kenobi uh, Obi Wan did with Luke, and just you're telling him a you version are, of the but, story, well, and I think that's BS, it, dude. Well, I, I agree. But you also have to remember. I get so mad about this. Now stuff. they have force ghosts. Right. Who's to say that Anakin doesn't come in and explain himself? God, that's weird. But I like it. All right. <laughs> that's a good segue to move on. Uh, 
So Donald Glover wrapped, uh, has wrapped his time on the Han Solo script. Yeah. Han Solo film. I don't think this particularly says anything about, uh, the Han Solo filming time frame. I think it just says more about who Donald Glover is because, right. um, they had to wrap him by the end of summer because he's going to go into, uh, production on Atlanta. So Indeed. they had to have gotten him done by, right. by the end of August. Well, and that means hopefully the reshoots and the retooling of the film uh, are wrapping up. Right. Yeah. Or, I mean, obviously that his part's done, but you know what I'm saying. Um, we have, uh, Star Wars Rebels is coming back. Yeah. And this is the final trailer. Final trailer. Final well, season. And I'm really curious of where they're going to wrap up the end of the season. And are they going to, are people going to die all of Rogue One or, right. I mean, they, since Hair is still alive, at least Hair is still alive in Rogue One, they're going to have to talk about that at some point. Right. Well, let's check it out. See what happens. Wow. Okay, there's a lot more there than I thought. <laughs> All right, well, they were heavily referencing Rogue One. Yeah, uh, but also the relationship between Hera and uh, Kanan. And Kanan. Ezra possibly going. And, and that's the that's the beef I think people have is him maybe going to the dark side, but you also have this whole, the, uh, I don't know, it was kind of, even though despite what we talked about earlier, it, they're kind of alluding to Hera's death. In a couple of moments At there, or or yeah, capture, but also um, uh, Sabine, obviously playing a pivotal role, and you saw the helmet in the beginning. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Uh. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm just, very excited I'm about just this throwing season. This out there, okay. Ezra Snoke. No, don't start that. Man. <laughs> that rumor is not. That's not new, but it. I would love it though. I would actually like. It. <laughs> Yeah, I would like that. It would be really, really interesting. But Actually, you know who I would like most and who's more even more conflicted? Kane and his snow. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I I I don't want I don't want to I don't want to to uh fan the flames of of those rumors, but uh I like the Rogue One tie-ins. I think the season's going to be great. It sounds like they found a storyline to actually end this thing right. the right way because uh the the first three seasons were phenomenal oh the so, whole thing is great yeah um all right man so forza destiny yes you put this in here no i didn't mm. wait where is it oh finn and han solo are gonna appear in new force of destiny episodes which i think is kind of cool. oh yeah okay yeah. so uh, well i didn't put this in here but yes. yeah i did yeah. so um there were like eight Eight episodes, and they were mm-hmm. all like three or four minutes long, and they were all very heavily focused on the female. Uh, it was Leia and and uh, Jin and right. Ray and all of them. Um, so I think it would be kind of cool to have them focus on the, not necessarily just the scoundrels, but the outsider type of people like Finn, for sure, Solo, Lando. Those would all be kind of cool. yeah, it'd be fun. Um, and Raz, you're right. I didn't put that in here, but did you see that uh, Mark Hamill put up that figure? That oh, misprinted figure uh, with his eye kind of oh, messed up. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Actually, you know what the the one that I've liked the most is I saw a meme that threw, and I actually haven't read any articles on this, but I saw a meme that had Tarkin as Snoke. Oh, interesting. I, I like I said, I'd like it'd be really wouldn't that be cool if all of a sudden Tarkin not only was he a force user the whole time, but like didn't actually die and be and was like even bigger than the Emperor? That'd be badass, dude. Yeah, and that's and that's why he survived the Death Star. I would love that. I also really like Tarkin, but um, so so we have a bunch of stuff in here for Force Friday, and I'm just gonna highlight a couple. I have several several links. Um, 
But one of the cool things that we have in here is um, Hot Toys unveiled their uh, Anakin Skywalker figure from Episode Three. I just had to put this in here because holy crap, how cool does this look? He's got the he's got he's got the two lightsabers. Yep. He's got Dooku's, and he's like basically poised to take off Dooku's head. That's cool. That I just thought that was a sick shot, um, a sick toy to make. Um, and then this I just thought was just weird. Did you see this? This is a drivable. Uh, for kids, you know, like when we drew oh, yeah, the little, little uh, yeah, yeah, but it's a land speeder and there's a little video, obviously. And it's basically, um, I muted it, but it's like little kids can drive a land speeder. Oh, tell me you're getting that for the girls. <laughs> I would love to, but it's probably gonna be $7,000 more expensive than a car, right? I just think that's great. Um, that would be awesome. And then what else do we have in here? Chewbacca and his pork buddy have a backpack. Um, and it's a, so it's like one of those like okay. Yoda Yoda backpacks, but please with Chewbacca me. with a little pork on his. Yeah, Yoda. please tell me it's a Chewbacca backpack. Yeah, it is. That Chewbacca's wearing a pork backpack. No, 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 it's not that crazy. But he's got a little pork. So he's mad. got a little pork on him. It's cute, right? All right, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then we have um, basically a link in here that is literally all of the Force Friday merchandise. Um, I didn't really see anything in here that I had to have. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot, anything in here that I... I mean, of course, I mean, Phasma came out. Yeah, but I mean, Friday. there's jewelry, which I'll show you one piece of jewelry that I actually really like. Um, hats, keychains, purses, wallets. My wife actually has access to some of this stuff through the shop. Right. And she showed me a uh, picture from one of the catalogs with some really cool uh, um, merchandise that hopefully she'll be getting for our shop. Um, but, um, I mean, cufflinks. I mean, there's so much stuff here. There's some, obviously, socks, ties... A wallet. So I have the link in the show notes. I can't even go through all this stuff. There's so yeah, much Yeah, it's a here. ton of stuff. So make sure you check it out. Mugs, Sphero stuff, obviously the BB-8 kind of things. Um, so that's cool. And um, this, I sh- I thought the wife would really get a kick out of. I might actually buy it for her. She doesn't listen to the show, so I'm not worried about it. But look at this. It's a planetary orbital necklace. Okay, that's pretty cool. And it has all of the... I mean, it's got tattooing. It's got an X-wing here in the middle, Hoth, Endor, Coruscant, um, all kinds of Bezbin. This is—I just think this is really, okay, really cool. I can't really see it from this angle, but um, it looks like it's got multiple strands. Yeah, it does. Please tell me you've got the core worlds Whoops. and then the outer rim, and it's so like Tatooine and Hoth are further away. Yeah, it looks like they've—they've kind of not done it that way, which is oh, sadly they should have. Well, because Coruscant is up here, and it should—and that's a core world, and Tatooine is outer rim, and it's right here, so. I just think it's yeah. Uh, it should have had you know Coruscant, Alderaan, and and right the you know the core world. Balmora. Look how cool that looks on. Yeah. I mean, this is a Think Geek property, so I mean, oh yeah, it, but that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, I thought that was neat. And then um, what Raz was uh, <laughs> including uh, alluding to earlier is the largest Lego set ever sold, and it's a Millennium Falcon Ultimate Collector Series. Okay. How many pieces? I I don't even know if I can tell you. Over, over 7,500. That is 1,500 more than this Taj Mahal one. The Taj Mahal. That's huge. It's insane. Any guess how much it is? A few hundred dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be available on October 1st for $800. Holy crap. Eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a huge fan. I don't have that much money. I mean, I'm thinking about just buying it. And they even put in here 
Do you imagine how much it's going to go for on eBay? Oh, God. <laughs> I could probably flip that thing for three times its worth. Oh, dude. you could. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Talking, I don't have that much time. Raz is talking about the new uh, the new Sphero stuff. Mm. And we're mentioning, well, I mentioned BB-9E. Yeah. Which is the black BB-8 that's working for the dark side. Right. That's going to, I can't wait to see those two interact. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, man, I just don't have the time. I don't know what I would do with it once I built it. No. Like, <laughs> two weeks? Raz says it would take him two weeks to build. Good shit. It would take me way more than that. Oh, yeah. It'd take me years. Anyway, um, so that's pretty much all I wanted to say in Star Wars news, except for parks, dude. Um, you know, holidays. Yeah, during the holidays, um, Disneyland revamps a whole bunch of their rides, like they do um, Space Mountain, Ghost Galaxy. They do uh, Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Um, and do they do pirates? They don't do anything with pirates, right? It's usually Haunted Mansion and um, Space Mountain. And Space Mountain, yeah. So. Um, but they're doing Guardians of the Galaxy is going to get a Halloween makeover. Nice. Which is pretty cool, too. So if you're there that time of year, I love going that time of year. It's just it's just crazy. Um, well, yeah, they give out a whole bunch of free candy. Right. That's super on cool. On their Halloween haunt days. Indeed. So anyway, that's all I got, man. Should we get to geek stuff and get the heck out of here? Yeah, sorry. I was yawning. Yeah, absolutely. Geek stuff. I'm sneezing. You're yawning. Here we are. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are. We have some stuff, dude. Yes. Um, very cool stuff. Um, in real reviews, uh, the only thing I've gotten here really is that there's going to be two more Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery seasons. They're already in the planning stages, which I think is kind of cool. I'm kind of stoked for this, this series, actually. I'm definitely not a Trekker. So, yeah. Um, Trekkie. I think they call them Trekkies. No, Trekkie is the derogatory term. <sighs> I'm definitely not a Trekker, but um, I love Jason Isaacs, and I think he's going to be a great captain. So I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for the series, um, and the fact that they're planning on more than one already is good. And I think I don't know, man. Um, recently, I've been thinking about rewatching something, you know, like Battlestar Galactica, and every once in a while, I'll put on a deep uh, Deep Space Nine or a uh, Next Generation episode, and there's some of that stuff. Um, it holds up, dude, and it's a lot of fun to watch. I started rewatching Castle yesterday. Did you? I watched the whole first season of Castle, which was only 13 episodes or whatever. Yeah. And I'm partway through season two just because yeah. I love Nathan Fillion. No, Fillion's great. Yeah. Um, we've been watching, um, since we're just talking about random TV we're watching, uh, we started watching Doctor Who with the girls. Right. Yeah. And I watched we, an episode with you guys. And so the last episode we watched, we're almost done with Eccleston. Okay. Um, and uh, some of them are absolutely dark and terrifying. But um, what I like about it is is the girls seem they seem into it and 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 uh, I can't remember why I brought that up but I just I I really like the fact that even though the special effects are kind of lame it's it's it holds up and the story is amazing and it's a lot of fun to see the kids react to certain things and, and that oh, kind absolutely. of thing so yeah um, and. And watching it the second time through, like all the bad wolf stuff is starting to kind of come through, and it's yeah, it's really cool to watch. Watching the second time through, you, you notice all the bad stuff the entire season. Yeah, exactly. All the bad wolf stuff. Uh, I'm really kind of curious to how they're going to handle um, the Weeping Angels. Mm. 
Yeah, there's a couple episodes, but I don't even know if we're gonna be able to do it. <laughs> that or the silence, or well, we haven't gotten any of that stuff. But well, because you're still a couple seasons away. But the one that was really terrifying was the one with the gas mask. Oh yeah, and like the kid, we watched it, and the kids are the like World War Two episode where yeah. you meet Harkness, and that was a yeah. But that's why we watched it. It was a two parter. We watched it because Harkness was in it, and we wanted the kids to introduce them to that, are and that's you, why I brought it up. But are you my mommy? That was effed up oh, and like is. if i'm if i'm halfway scared my eight and six year old are like nope and like they had some bad dreams for a couple nights but anyway um but we had to get to harkness though because i i actually would like to go and watch you know uh torchwood well torchwood's eventually. a lot darker so yeah. well that, i watched a little bit of it the wife watched them all yeah it's not for the girls no definitely not anyway man all right, so let's get to some Berlanti stuff. Um, Are you my mommy? No, don't you. <laughs> don't you dare. Uh, so, <laughs> Universal Usual stuff, Berlanti. So, the CW is going to join uh, Hulu's live TV streaming service, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah, well, CW already has their own streaming service called CW Seed. Right. Um, but they only show the most recent season. So right. So, th- this is good because Hulu... You can go back. They're going to be watching the having the, the previous seasons. Now, I don't mind Hulu. Um, I think that they need to dial back the commercials a little bit. Um, there are quite a few commercials. It's kind of brutal. But uh, before they got rid of Trevor Noah, uh, that's where we, where we used to watch Trevor Noah. Yep. Um, but there's just so many commercials. But uh, but I'm glad. I, eventually, we need to catch up on Supergirl. That's the only one we need to catch up on. Yeah, you do. So, well, you're all mad at me, but there's like 10 things that you need okay, to watch. Okay, actually, funny thing. I was How's it going with Defenders? Yeah. I'm partway through Luke Cage. Mm. Funny thing is, like I said, I was watching Castle last night. We're right? like episode five of Defenders. I right know it's good. And um, there was an episode of Castle from season one. Right. That had both Tyler Hockner, who plays uh, Superman in Supergirl. Oh, really? And um, David Ramsey, who plays uh, oh, Diggs uh, in. No Arrow, way. Oh, that's had cool. Had them dude. both in it. it was Diggle? Over, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I was like, wait, oh, that's Stiggle. Yeah, that's cool. And then like 10 minutes later, I was like, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. All right, man. So let's talk about some DCU news. There's some some really lots weird stuff with so much drama. Okay, there's lots of okay, drama. Can I, before we get into this, uh, this is like my beef right now with the DCU. Um, the most drama we have with the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now is like, I can't even I can't even think of a a major thing like maybe uh I mean any drama major drama we've um, talked about in the last couple of years you know just when they've had to replace directors sure like when okay. Patty Jenkins didn't come on to yeah. or two and well, so here we are. okay but okay I, I want to <laughs> I want to start at the end we're gonna start about the Joker thing right yeah now. I want to start at the end of the Joker thing though. okay first thing I want to bring up is Leonardo DiCaprio yeah the Martin Scorsese and like we didn't see I've this got a link in that yeah yeah. Uh, the Martin Scorsese, we talked about this last week. We did. All the Joker stuff. So we can skip a whole bunch of it. But Martin Scorsese is going to be producing a, a Joker movie. And it's going to be kind of an origin movie, we think, but we're not sure. But they want Leonardo DiCaprio to play the Joker. Right. Which I'm totally cool with because, first of all, he has a great relationship with Scorsese. Plus, he's a great actor. Yes. But the thing is, if you read this article, you find out that in a uh, there's been a batman line in the comics that jeff johns wrote okay and it actually says there isn't just one joker interesting joker is a persona that has been taken over by three different people okay all right and that might be where they're trying to go with this yeah i can see that okay okay it's been like a a a mantle that's been passed on kind of like what 
Batman and Captain America. Yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense. Right. Because yeah. Bruce Wayne isn't the only Batman and mm-hmm. Steve Rogers isn't the only Captain America. It's been a mantle that's been passed on. I mean, if right. you can have that for heroes, why can't you have it for villains too? Right. Okay. So if that's the way and they're Thor going. Thor and Iron Man and. Exactly. Yeah. So if that's the way they're going, I'm totally on board with it. Totally. Especially uh, because it's Jeff Johns doing the whole thing. I mean, he wrote the story. Right. And now he's the, the story uh, person at DC. So I'm definitely on, I'm okay with that. And the reason why they have a little bit more drama like this with Warner Brothers as opposed to Marvel is Marvel is a finely tuned machine. Oh, right? yeah. And same thing because it's Disney and Star Wars, too. You don't have... Um, I mean, everybody that's, I mean, James Gunn is great. The, the Lord Miller, great. You know, everybody that they have that they bring in because, you know, they brought in Kenneth Branagh for one. They brought in Ang Lee for one. You know, they, right. John Favreau did one and then they brought in Shane Black and all the, I mean, they, I don't want to say that the parts are interchangeable, but they have such a deep roster of people that they can bring in whoever they want. And, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Letter? No. Um, the guy behind all of Marvel, Feige, Kevin Feige, 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 uh, has such a tight rein on the story, right? But what Warner Brothers does is they bring in the art, the auteurs of the moment, right? They brought in Nolan to do the Dark Knight. They right. did. They had That's Richard true. Donner do Superman. They had Tim Burton do Batman. They had, you know, they brought in the big act, the big directors of the time, and do their own visions. Yeah, yeah. And so as long as they they can do their own DCEU. And the thing with DCEU... With but the, the issue is that they're not keeping it coherent enough for, for, but the, thing is, for the people that are used to what Marvel's putting out. But the thing is, is Marvel has a fairly... Co- and Marvel has different universes. Yeah. But, I mean, they have the multiverse. But DC not only Fs with the universes, they F with the timeline. That's true. Especially with Flashpoint and the fact that they're actually saying that the Flash DCEU story is going to be Flashpoint. Right. So they have... They can have all these different versions because that's the that's way it, yeah. DC does that differently than Marvel does. Yeah, um, I'm with you, man, and I and and I get it would be really cool to see them expand that, and I think that's if that's where they're going with it, that would be kind of neat. They're like, this is one of many Jokers, and then they can kind of because obviously Leto's supposed to appear in. Um, sirens and some other stuff and right and well and the, the cool thing is it's like the other thing that marvel does is marvel does cartoons right like Guardians yeah. of the galaxy and stuff mm-hmm. like that but they're not hugely famous right right dc has the dc animated originals that are incredibly yeah, popular yeah and they have well, you and got that's the its, titans you yeah. have uh well, all well, the batman yeah, stuff yeah and, all and that. that's their own timeline right but then you have the animated series universe which is a different timeline right and they're all, and they're all good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this this story is actually uh, hilariously titled "Let Us Not Super Stoked with the Multiple Jokers Thing." And so it says, "Insiders say Jared Leto, the actor who portrayed the Clown Prince of Crime in Last Summer Suicide Squad, is slated to reprise the character not just for a sequel but for another spinoff movie uh, with uh, Harley Quinn." was caught off guard by the plans. Um, Leto is said to have made his displeasure with the notion of multiple Jokers known in his CAA agents um, and rival agency WME has been using uh, the concern to court him. So, like, are they are they kind of just like, hey, we're going to do this regardless of whatever you think? Yeah, well, the, the whole agency thing is totally separate because right. Warner Brothers and DC are going to do whatever they do regardless of who's representing um, Leto. Right. Um. But honestly, he really has no say in it. He doesn't. Here we are. Uh, what is this DC versus standalone thing? 
I kind of already just explained it. Oh, you did? Okay. Just because I was going, I was bringing in multiple articles. But basically, there's a, a pretty good article here that explains what DC is doing with the DCEU as opposed to the standalone. That's stuff. what I thought. Okay. And it's basically saying that they can do that. And they're, well, and, and they have a, a, they have a history of doing that. Right. Uh, so also DCEU, um, Justice League. Josh Whedon is supposed to be getting a writing credit for Justice League, which makes sense. Yeah. Well, you have what are called script doctors, yeah. right? And, and Carrie Fisher was Carrie Fisher was one. one, yeah. She would, she fixed a whole bunch of scripts and you don't get, you don't get credit. You just get paid a ton of money to fix the problem. Right. But you don't, in the, the, you the, don't get a writing credit. Right. And the writing credit, it all boils down to the Writers Guild of America. Yeah. Right. They're the ones who decide who gets the writing credits. Um, so, but this is a thing where evidently the reshoots are so, massive that he changed his story enough where he's wow. getting a writing credit. And That's kind of crazy. It is. So, but that means he's getting a screenplay credit, not a story credit. Interesting. Um, and there, that's the difference. Zach, uh, Zach Snyder will keep the story credit and be on the screenplay credit. Whereas I see. And Whedon's going to get the, I see. Part okay. of the screen, uh-huh. screen. So it'll say, you know, where it'll you, say written by. Right. The screenplay two of them. By, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Based on story of. Da, 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 da. Right. And so, so you're going to get that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see how this movie comes out. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like, there's been a, a famous uh, thing that happened with this with the uh, the Bourne movies. Oh yeah. Oh, what's it? Was it Bourne? Ultimatum or something? No, you know, talk for a second. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna keep going. So I'm gonna jump to Suicide Suicide Squad Two production. Um, is going to be delayed on Suicide Squad Two. Um, because of Will Smith, it looks like. Um, and it's not super shocking to be honest uh this kind of stuff happens all the time but it's it's kind of a weird little let me see if i can find it since will's looking something up oh okay no i got it okay okay well tony gilroy wrote the Bourne movies right whatever but what happened was um remember they changed the director on rogue one right they brought in gareth edwards right um because originally wasn't it josh trank yeah the guy who did godzilla yeah and then he went away no that was gareth edwards oh Josh Trank was the guy who did the really bad Fantastic Four. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what happened was he uh, was the 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 well whatever the main writer was Chris White. Okay. Who did one of the uh, Twilight movies? He also did about a boy and and Golden Compass, oh, I remember et cetera, that guy, and yeah. stuff like. But they took him out and they brought in Tony Gilroy as a script doctor and they paid him five million dollars. Jesus. Okay, as a script doctor to come in, but his changes were so massive. That's why we get the big changes in Rogue One, right? That he actually had to get a writing credit because he changed so much with it. Okay, and so that's what happens is like you can bring in a script doctor like Whedon, and then that's that's the whole thing with it, right? Um, now Justice League Dark, we talked about last week how they've been having issues after issues after issues. Um, well. Somebody submitted a script and it got approved by the corporate. Really? So now they have a script lockdown. Oh, neat! And they're looking for a director now. Cool. I'm glad that's happening. This is the third script that they've done for Justice League Dark, which is great because Justice League Dark is the very occultish one. Yeah. And it's um, uh, the the main person is Constantine. Right. I love it. I love so, it. Yeah. Um, and then Shazam. Yeah, Shazam is officially in her pre-production. Nice. Um, which means that. And this is the one with the uh, the Rock. No, ironically not. Oh, that's too The bad. Rock is doing Black Adam. That's right, Black okay. Adam. Okay. Yeah. Um and Black Adam is in the is is involved in the Shazam world. Right. But this is it's not he might have a bit part, but it's not about him. Right. Starring DC Comics version of Captain Marvel. Yeah. 
That's what Shazam is. Right. Um, interesting. But um, basically, since they've, they have, they've entered pre-production now, which means they've got a script locked down, they've got directors, all that stuff, they're just starting to get everything put together before they go into production. Right. Yeah, no, I'm just reading some of the, the sound bites here. It says, I mean, uh, oh, yeah, that's – okay. So, yeah, he is in it. I saw The Rock's name. Right, he's playing Black Adam. Okay. okay. That'll be cool, dude. And then, as I was saying a minute ago, uh, Suicide Squad is going to be delayed by Will Smith because he's doing things. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Makes sense, right? Um, I think it was supposed to start production sooner. Yeah, well, they were trying to push it. Yeah. Hurrying it up, but... Well, because it's Academy Award winning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... going to drop that. You know, I'm not going to let that go. Um, but, in, um, no, it's because with the Joker stuff announced, they wanted to get this out of the slate. Right, right, right. And get it done, so... Um, all right, man. Disney stuff, and then we're getting out of here soon. Cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, they're always doing the, the Magnificent... Or they're doing the... Live action, live movies. action, and their version of of um, Winnie the Pooh is going to be Christopher Robin. I love it, and it takes place when Christopher Robin. It's going to be like kind of like Hook. Yeah, when he's a little Christopher older, Robin's kind of older, back. and exactly. Well, they've uh, they've uh, cast Piglet, and I mean, I, I'm not going to. I mean, it's a minor, a minor actor, but um, they've got the cast now, so nice. they can start going into pre production, um, and then Maleficent two. Um, is officially into production. So yeah, I'm really curious to see how they're going to do the Christopher Robin one. Um, I just, uh, my kids, we all love, uh, Winnie the Pooh. It's one of those things when we go to the parks. I mean, the kids ride that ride, you know, 10 times probably while we're there for three days. You right. know what I mean? And, and, um, we watched, we've watched the movie since they were kids. It's just, it's just something I'm, I'm hoping they do right. And it's really, really well done. And the kids, um, hopefully it's going to be rated G or PG. Not like you know PG thirteen where I kind of kind of yeah skirt. I'm guessing it's I'm gonna hoping be it's not too dark no you know I, I, mean? I don't I don't see it being dark yeah so cool all right so now we're in a Marvel mm-hmm. Inhumans uh yeah well the Inhumans which premiered in IMAX a couple days ago it went over well huh yeah well it, last week they had the the pre the premiere in Hollywood and uh, all the fans and all the critics coming out were saying how pleasantly surprised they were nice a lot of people went in with lesser expectations and they came out saying I'm on board. Well, I'm excited about that. Exactly. So It'll be I'm, good. I'm excited we also, about that. So we have the Inhumans. We have the Gifted. We've got some other shows the like runaways, that coming out. Runaways. Yeah. And Dagger. And none of those have started yet. No. No, they're they're getting that. I think that's all fall, isn't it? Yeah. Inhumans is going to be coming up first, I think. Um, runaways is going to be coming out. And that's Marvel. Gifted is I'm more interested in Gifted Fox. and Inhumans. Yeah. Yeah. Gifted is Fox. The other two are Marvel. Right. Right. And then Cloak and Dagger is Marvel. I'm stoked about Cloak and Dagger. And that's going to be on Freeform, which is formerly ABC Family. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. So uh, I haven't watched uh, Defenders yet. Um, but we are gonna... a little over halfway through. It's it's great. Okay. We're going to – a little bit of a spoiler here. Okay. Um, or if you follow the comics at all, you already know. But um, And I don't know if you've gotten to this part in Defenders yet. But no. definitely there's a scene where Misty Knight loses an arm. Right. We haven't got there yet. Okay. Well, in the comics, her arm is, she gets a bionic arm. Nice. And it's built by Tony Stark. Oh, that's badass. So, that's so great. we already know that Misty Knight's going to be in Luke Cage 2. Right. Is that going to bring in, you know, here's an arm from Stark Industries, right, whatever. Right, they right, could, right, right. Something minor like that, or they could bring in Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. or something like that. Cool. Um, but the thing is, is in the show, I guess, uh, her... Hospital visit is paid for by Danny Rand as opposed to Tony Stark, so they might just flip that storyline over. Yeah, because Rand seems to—I mean, he's really leaning into his um, 
wealth. Uh, yeah, at this point in Defenders, because after all the events of Iron Fist, did you finish Iron Fist? No. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, um, once you get through that, then we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, all right. So Thor Ragnarok, uh, the UK release date got pushed up a little bit, um, but that happens all the time. Periodically. Yeah. Um, especially with uh, UK versus US releases and, and Australian and all that exactly. kind of stuff. So, um, and Infinity War, Black Panther's Shuri is gonna, gonna be in Infinity War. Yeah. You know, this is one of the first things about our 24 hour pop culture news cycle yeah. is like, this doesn't sound like a spoiler, but it is. But it is a spoiler. Because obviously Shuri survives Black Panther. Well, and we haven't seen Black Panther yet. And exactly. Black Panther's not until February. And this is kind of a, it, and I think the only reason this article kind of came out is because there's so many, so many heroes supposed to be in Infinity War. They're like, oh, we heard this one. We heard this one. Yeah. Without taking into consideration that, oh, by saying that, it actually kind of spoils Black Panther because that means that she can't die. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's kind Unless of Unless it's in flashback, but then yeah. that's whatever. It is what it is. Um, and The Punisher uh, added somebody to their cast, which I'm excited about. This comes out soon, right? It does, in just a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm so um, stoked for this, dude. Um, I'm meet this I think tab. it's September. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, no, it's November. No, so it's November. A couple more months. So, uh, Academy Award-nominated actress... Uh, I don't know how to say it. Shora Aga- oh, Agadishulu? Yeah. No, She's from ha- ha- yeah. House of Sound. House of Sound. Yeah. Shore Agdash- Shore Agdashlu. Agdashlu, okay. Yeah, but she was also in... You look it up. She's going to play Farah. She's going to play Farah uh, Madani and a successful Iran-born psychiatrist who spent most of her life living in the United States. She's the mother of Dinah Madani, um, Amber Rose Reva, a skilled homeland security agent tasked with pursuing ultraviolet vigilante Frank Castle, obviously j- played by John Barenthal, aka the Punisher. Um, and she played, uh, Reva's mother in HBO miniseries House of, uh, Saddam underneath the Punisher, uh, showrunner Steve, Steve Lightfoot. So same, same producer, same yeah, showrunner. Well, she's I guess. fantastic. She's actually a Persian actress. Yeah. And she's phenomenal. She she's got a very gravelly voice, but she was in, uh, X-Men Last Stand. Okay. Yeah. She was also in, um, uh, she was also in, um, anyway, she does the voice of, um, her voice is great. Admiral Shala Ron Vos Tonbay in Mass Effect three. Maybe I saw her on a panel or something one time. Anyway, but when you hear her voice, you can't miss it. No, totally. Um, well, awesome. So yeah, I love her. She's a great actress. So I'm, I'm super stoked for Punisher, man. I, I love that storyline. Um, you've seen that storyline in Daredevil, right? You saw the dare, all yeah. the Daredevils? Okay. Uh, all right, man. So, Smod news. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and the shoot date is finally happening soon. Um, and Smith has been super busy lately, man. Uh, doing a Very lot, of, busy. A lot just, of different stuff. Yeah, well, he just finished filming uh, Supergirl. He did another Supergirl. Um, and the Jay and Silent Bob reboot is, I think, going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I know it's happening here pretty quick. Yeah, they're going to be getting involved in it pretty darn quick. Yeah. Anyway, I don't see a date. Oh, yeah. We're shooting this summer. Cool. Cool. Oh, and also it looks like something uh, got announced to um, uh, comicbook.com today that Shia LaBeouf is not returning to uh, Indiana Jones 5. Well, good news all around. And also (laughs) uh, the Christopher Robin movie we just talked about uh, um, has added Brad Garrett as Eeyore. Brad Garrett, huh? Yeah, he plays the uh, Ray Romano's brother and everybody. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's awesome. 
I love Eeyore. Eeyore is my favorite, by the way. And they're finally starting uh, on another Chronicles of Narnia movie. Nice. The next one is uh, The Silver Chair. Oh, good. That was one of my favorite ones. One of my favorite uh, books from that series. Yeah. Cool. So uh, we did a little rapid fire at the end, and uh, here we are. So, um, <laughs> stupid. Thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Dark Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. So give us time, positive ratings and all that. Like us and share us and tell your friends. Um, if you want to support the show, we love everybody who does it. Our patrons are great. Um, when we do trailers, you get trailer time. You also get uh, blooper reels from every show, and you get the show at least a day early. Um, if I'm if I'm on my editing game, and uh, Patreon.com/slash/UsualPodcast in order to do that, um, we're gonna work on updating some of those rewards soon. Um, but definitely thank you to everybody who does that. And of course, AudibleTrial.com/slash/UsualPodcast, you can get a free audiobook on us. That is a very nice way of supporting the show. We get fifteen bucks, you get a free audiobook. And um, Phasma, which just came out on Friday. Yeah, Captain Phasma just came out, which we didn't talk about this week. But um, Captain Phasma just came out, um, and I listened to books that are like forty plus hours long. So definitely get your money's worth there. So you're crazy. I am crazy. So um, let's get out of here, buddy. Yeah. So uh, everybody, just make sure you have a fun. Have a fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace. <laughs>